Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, today's a strange day. As you know, it's both Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. So on the one hand, we've got people today saying how much they love each other. They are out at restaurants having a nice romantic meal. They're giving and receiving little gifts with their special someone. But on the other hand, there are people who are being told they are dust. And to dust they shall return. They're gathering not for a romantic meal, but the meal of bread and wine. They aren't receiving tokens of affection, but an ashen cross on their forehead. And let's be honest. We're in both groups. We're doing both things today. Like maybe you came here for Ash Wednesday service after having had your romantic Valentine's Day dinner. Or maybe after service you'll give your loved one a Valentine's gift. At first, it seems like Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday have absolutely nothing in common. One seems really happy and the other seems really somber. But if you think about it, they're not really as opposite as they seem. Because both of them are about the work it takes to strengthen a relationship. For example, in tonight's reading from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about three things that strengthen our relationship with God. Almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. And when he talks about each one, he says, whenever you give alms, whenever you pray, whenever you fast. He doesn't say, if you give alms, if you pray, if you fast, right? but whenever. So Jesus is assuming that his disciples are already doing these things. But why should we do them in the first place? Right, what's the point? Well, that's kind of like asking what's the point of putting effort into your romantic relationships? I mean, you love the person and they love you, so that should be enough, right? You don't need to nurture that relationship. Of course you do. I'm sure we all know about relationships that have fallen apart because the people didn't work at it. They didn't invest in one another. Or sometimes one person invested in the other, but it wasn't reciprocated, so the relationship got off balance. These practices of giving money and praying and fasting are ways that we strengthen our relationship with God. So when we don't do them, our relationship with God doesn't grow. That's why Jesus assumes that we're already doing them. And of course, these aren't the only spiritual disciplines, right? There are others, too. Things like reading scripture and worshiping and being in community with other Christians and serving each other. All these kind of great things. There are all sorts of things we can do to grow in faith. 
But like working on any relationship, they take effort and dedication. Right? Remember, doing these things is not about trying to earn God's love. God already loves us. Instead, it's about maintaining that close relationship with God. But it's about maintaining that relationship in a certain way. Because Jesus says that when we do these things, we should just do them. And not draw attention to ourselves for doing them. Right, for example, think about giving money. One of the little things in life that irks me are those giant checks the size of poster boards. You've seen them. Some individual or group decides to donate a really large amount of money to some organization, and they make this physically big check to do so. They arrange for a photo op or get some news reporter to do a story about it. They make a big deal about giving this check. But honestly, that makes it more about the giver than the receiver. It's like, hey, look at how much money I can give. Aren't I wonderful for doing this? Please. If you are really doing it for the sake of the receiver, then just slip them the money and go on with life. Don't go around advertising it. Nobody wants to see you pat yourself on the back. Or it's like those videos we see online of somebody doing something good for someone else. Now, granted, perhaps these are chance encounters. And the person recording the video was just some random stranger who happened to notice. They want to celebrate true acts of kindness in the world. If so, that's great. But I wonder how many of those videos are staged. Meaning, I'm, I'm going to go over there and do something nice for somebody, and I want you to record it and then post it online. If that's the case, then it's not really about helping that person in need. It's about making sure other people notice you doing it. If you really wanted to help them, then just help them. Don't worry about if anybody else notices. It's the same way with prayer. I'm sure you've seen people pray in public, but their prayers are more about them than about God. Maybe they try to use fancy words. Maybe they try to be all emotional. Maybe they try to make a big deal of it. Maybe it feels like they're entertaining instead of worshiping. But once again, it's not about drawing attention to yourself. If you're going to pray, even in public, then just pray. Don't worry about how you look to others. Jesus assumes that we're doing these things. But the point is to do them for the sake of others. Not to draw attention to ourselves. Think back to romantic relationships again. 
Sometimes one person thinks about all the things they do for their partner. And they desperately want to be noticed for it. Sometimes they keep it bottled up inside or sometimes it just explodes out of them. And they say something like, look at all this stuff I do for you. You don't even pick up your socks or put the toilet seat down. I'm always cleaning up after you and doing things around here. How are you serving me? Doing things for others is not about wanting the recognition. It's not about wanting them to serve you. It's about simply doing these things for their sake. Now, yes, don't let the other person walk all over you. Don't let them take advantage of you. But don't let it become all about you either. Think of it like fasting. Usually when we think of fasting, we think of going without food for 12 hours before you get blood drawn. But fasting is really about giving up those things that get in the way of your relationship with God. So when it comes to interpersonal relationships, maybe that fasting means giving up your ego or your pride, or your sense of entitlement. Maybe it means giving up that selfish desire for attention or recognition. This is when loving gets hard, right? Because we want people to pay attention to us. Because we are cleaning up after them or giving them money or doing something kind or praying for them or whatever it is. But honestly, that's our human sinfulness. That's why in just a moment, we will be told, you are dust. And to dust you shall return. We think we're so important and other people should know that. But honestly, we are dust. We are here today and gone tomorrow. Even if we do get recognition from others, they will forget about us soon after that. Eventually, people will forget about what you did and your name will be lost to history. Generations from now, most people won't even know you existed. We will be blown away like dust in the wind. But, even though we are dust, we are dust into which God breathes the breath of life. Even when we screw up in our relationship with God, God still loves us. Even when we crave attention from others, God is still the one who notices us. Even when we want attention from those who often ignore us, God still knows what we do. Even though we are broken, 
sinful mortals, God will always love us. God will always love you. Those ashes on your forehead are not just a smudge. And they're not a heart. They're a cross. They are a visual version of the cross that was marked on you in baptism. Even when other people, including your significant other, see you as a mess, like seeing ashes on your forehead, God sees you as someone who has been given new life. As Jesus says at the end of each section in this reading, your Father who sees in secret will reward you. We do these spiritual disciplines not to impress others and not even to impress God, but to grow in our relationship with God. And that growth is the reward the Father gives us. Right? In romantic relationships, you don't kiss and tell, as they say. You don't go around advertising what you did to show your love to somebody else. You just do the things because that relationship matters to you. It's not about what other people think or about getting pats on the back. It's about nurturing the love that's already there. It's about doing the hard work of maintaining this relationship. Or, to say it all another way, because you are loved, why wouldn't you want to do those things? Isn't that the point of Valentine's Day? Because you are loved, you want to do something special for your beloved, right? Because God loves you, why wouldn't you want to strengthen that relationship? That's what spiritual disciplines, and that's what Lent are all about. Relationships take work, but the ultimate work is what God did for you on the cross. That's giving. That's service. That's sacrifice. That's how much God loves you. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. But you are also God's beloved. No greeting card or stuffed bear or box of chocolates can show that kind of love. Only the cross and the empty tomb can do that. God loves you. On this Valentine's Day, this Ash Wednesday, and always. So in the name of this one who is God's love for us in the flesh.
Jesus Christ our Lord.